sacred rituals, and a cosmic community to enchant your mystical life. This podcast feels like soulful conversations by the fire and under the desert stars, as if you are hanging with your best friends, talking about purpose, the cosmos, and the divine journey we are all on. My name is Anna Alic, and this is the Topanga Moon Podcast. If you're new, welcome to this spiritual community called Topanga Moon. Wow, life has been wild the past little bit. And I really believe that we're always in seasons. For months, it was the season of rest and going inwards and really just kind of those slow days and and contemplation and I was doing tons of writing and now I'm in a season of working and running around and I'm working on this project right now um, that I'll share more of later on but if you see my Instagram then you kind of know a little bit about it but it's gonna take me through to September so I have been a little bit quiet on Topanga Moon and that's all with beautiful reason because right now I'm in the season of filmmaking and that's also a part of my heart and something that I talk about often here and opportunity came up and I couldn't say no to it. So that is the season I'm in right now and I'm wondering what season are you in? Are you still in the slow contemplative kind of like summer nights nature walk season are are you starting to work again I would love to hear from you and just hear what everyone is up to and how their summer has been going it was around this time last year that I was in Croatia and that was such a beautiful season of so slow living and being so connected to nature and going to the beach every day and connected to that water energy and I immediately think of the Mintakins and and the aqua blue beautiful like sea water and it was such a magical time time of community time of new experiences of exploring the country of going back to my roots and this year it's like I've just been going with wherever the universe is bringing me next and it's been exciting and I don't know what's around the corner but I'm continuously amazed at the different things that come in when you're not really thinking about it. So I do have a beautiful brand new episode for you today. It's an interview with Brittany Guimont and she is such a divine soul. I had the best time talking to her. She is so wise, graceful, intuitive, and she is just such an amazing spirit with so much life experience and amazing stories. She is an 
embodied feminine mentor. She helps and guides women through their own homecomings and a womb awakening. We talk about all kinds of beautiful divine feminine energy and tantra and temple arts and the rituals and we go deep into rituals and life as a daily ritual. This episode was just so beautiful and I'm so excited for you to listen to it I'm so happy that I'm able to bring you a new episode I'm not sure when the next one's going to be but this is definitely worth it for the time being Uh, thank you so much for being here for listening to the podcast for continuously supporting Topanga Moon Um, It's not going away. It's going to continue, especially through September and the fall. And I hope to one day bring it on the road in my camper van, (laughs) my dreams. So yeah, I hope you enjoy this beautiful episode. Have a great day. I'm here with the beautiful soul, Brittany (laughs) Gimal. And um, I usually love to, you know, (laughs) introduce people with kind of like what they do but I feel like and like most people are so multifaceted and we do so many beautiful things that it's hard to even say like you do this you know what I mean it's just so I'd love to hear a little bit about the things that you're kind of passionate about the things that you're working on right now and just a little I guess your own little intro to who you are and then we'll get we'll dive into the podcast Yes, thank you, Anna. Yeah, it's, it's a serious thing. I remember when I was making my business cards a few years ago, I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I got to really decide, um, really in tune, like what my mission is here. Yep. I have all these trainings, all these things that I've had passion towards, um, but it really helped me sift out my true dharma. Um, my background is I'm a yoga teacher, happy yoga teacher, meditation teacher, um, breathwork facilitator, and a Reiki master. Wow. Years in the making um, and forever a student. And then my current, um, my current area of practice is in Tantra and temple arts connecting to um, like bringing the gaze back within for women. Mm. So as we talked on a bit, yeah, each other, like the sacred homecoming is a phrase that came to me once within my own self, um, guiding women back to a homecoming using all the practices I've, I've used in my life, you know, breath work, meditation, self-touch, um, tantra, temple arts, but bringing it for a woman's homecoming so back into our body temples using all different kinds of rituals to come home and see what that Mm. looks like immersion in self and that is what I do now it's it's like this broad um cosmic like hard to put to words kind of thing that just feels so right for me and the clients I work with and in my own life has been commitment yeah I love that we're in this time where people are really claiming their own unique gifts and sharing them without having to be in a specific 
you know, box or specific, you know, lens of what we do, we can actually like intuitively know what our like super unique gifts are and then bring those to people. And then the right people come to you and always find you. Yeah. When you're like aligned on that path, it's like, there's this just, um, there's a synergy, there's an energy, there's like this beautiful flow within the universe because we're all like so uniquely created that Mm -hmm what we offer sometimes can't even be described, right? Yeah, (laughs) totally. Yeah. And that's why I love like um, speaking to the soulmate client. Like when when I know what I'm putting out there, whether it be a program for multiple women or a one-on-one package um, or just to, you know, like a workshop back in the workshop days. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. like really speaking to the soul of what I'm bringing, like, what does my soulmate client look like? Like, what is she, mm-hmm. what is she doing? You know, is she post breakup? Is she like, yeah. like, what kind of energy am I ready to hold? What is my nervous system ready to, to hold? And um, I think speaking to our dreams in that way kind of brings it away from, you know, capitalism and like mm-hmm. wanting, wanting something from it. Like, what am I getting? But like yeah. how is the highest service of, of my dharma and of, you know, future client's purpose and the soul of this relationship. Yeah, that's so true. And speaking on the capitalist part of that, of the earth is really craving, in my opinion, people showing up within their unique gifts and offering such specific, beautiful things in service first. And I, I really think that we're shifting towards that. It feels like we're shifting towards that. And I love, you know, speaking to people like you or like other, I call them spiritual entrepreneurs, um, just creating like a whole new path and a whole new direction of, of where we're going with that. And everything comes down to intentionality and yeah. being really heart-centered with the work that we're given. So I love that. Okay. Full body. you just said full body chills like you kind of kind of broke out there (laughs) it was a moment lost in time (laughs) yeah the like internet couldn't contain it (laughs) (laughs) I love that so we're definitely gonna um dive deep into all of those things that you offer because I I love them and I would love to hear more but before we get there I really want to hear about your your upbringing, kind of what led you to your spiritual path and what kind of like some like key cornerstones of your life that kind of brought you to this moment. And, um, and also before we start that, what is your zodiac (laughs) sign? I want to profile you. Like the whole, do you want the whole, the whole thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm learning a lot about astrology. Um, Okay, sweet. My sun sign's a Capricorn. And um, it is on a cusp with Sagittarius, which I learned is, is an important thing to know. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm a Sagicorn, but I'm a Capricorn in heart. I, I love that. You're a Sagicorn. <laughs> it sounds I'm like a, a mythical creature. <laughs> yeah. The Capricorn is, feels true in my heart. Um, and yep. then my rising is Libra and my moon sign is Virgo. So a whole lot of earth. And I learned my mm. Virgo cusp with Leo, but I'm like, I don't even know that. Yeah, there's so many things to learn in astrology. But so many things, yeah. And then, um, in the depth of it, 
Um, I got a reading last week, actually, and I have a oh. lot of Scorpio. My, my chart is like Scorpio and Taurus, mainly. And they kind of mirror each other. Yeah. It's really interesting. Like, it's like Scorpio in the second house, which is Taurus, and Taurus in the eighth house, which is Scorpio. And I'm like, falling for balance with my Libra rising. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Scorpio is really part of that, like, mystic arts you know spectrum and then Taurus is like all about the earth and like grounding into nature and just such a beautiful sign as well I mean they're all great in their own rights I'm all air like I'm Gemini Gemini Libra oh yeah podcast talk show (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. like everything is communication for me podcast writer uh all the things um so this makes sense for me but that's me do you know your human design um, oh yeah, my human design is. I think I'm a generator. Okay, same. I, know that I, I live by the like, uh huh or nah. Yeah. Yeah, which like both of these things, my astrology and human design, like my readings were like, oh yeah, tantra, like finding polarity balance in your life is so mm-hmm. important. Um, like the depth, and then like coming back up and like finding um, just a union within myself. Oh my gosh, I love that. Yeah. And Libra is all about that balance. Yeah. And my Capricorn's in the house of Gemini. So we move by Mercury. So it's like all about communicating my like really strong purpose. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Amazing. Oh, so many good things. Okay. So yeah. So what led you to kind of where you are now? Maybe some like key moments in your life that really brought you uh, maybe to your own homecoming. Mm, I love that question. Yeah. Um, wow, it could go so many ways. But... I know. <laughs> I always open with like a doozy. <laughs> I'll just go with obviously what what speaks true to me now. Um, you know, looking at my altar here right now, even the level of nature I was exposed to as a child, um, I think played a really big part in my life. I grew up in Toronto. Um, and my grandparents had a cottage north of Toronto in Bancroft. And mm. every Friday, they'd pick me up, he'd like, go get a pizza, and we'd drive to the cottage. And be like, bye, mom, bye, dad, like, going out to the woods. And I feel so blessed to have had them in my life in that way, like, their wholesome, sacred love. Mm. And also just, like, being alone in nature and looking back to the things I did in nature are things I'm reading about in books now, like rituals wow. I would do, like I would draw circles in the sand, and like, you know, put offerings down in the middle and like do grids with rocks and leave wow. offerings to the water. And um, I'd make fairy houses to my grandpa and I would leave offerings for the fairies and just so many things that really prove um, the innocence of, of ritual and ceremony and the importance I feel to connect to. Like, I think that's a big piece of the homecoming is like, how can we make life ritual? And it feels so good mm. and so pure and so just innate to live that way. Like I would just go and it just feel right. It's like, oh wow, like I love, I love nature. Like, let me, let me say thank you. <laughs> let me like leave I'm a fern it. on a, a little piece of wood and like give my, give my gratitudes. I love that. Was that was big, yeah. And do you feel like that was 
an intuitive knowing that maybe came from like, I don't know if you're into past lives or uh, even the multiverse of like multiple lives, but something in you that kind of was like, oh yeah, I remember this. Mm. Yeah, I do remember as a child kind of being like, oh, I'm still in this in this flesh. <laughs> yeah. I grew literally having um, a lot of flashbacks and as a child, I was quite clairvoyant. So I could oh, wow. see um, the kind of orbs of light and color. And I used to tell my mom I could see with my eyes closed and I had very vivid dreams. I would like lucid dream. Um, so I feel like there's a reason for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think a lot of children are that way until we're kind of brought into um, the reality of, you know, suppressing our imagination, mm-hmm. which is truly a connection to, to spirit and to the rhythms of nature. Yeah, exactly. And especially if like, I mean, as a child for myself, I, we didn't really have the technology that we do now. So it was so much about being in nature and inventing your own games and really using that like creative brain muscle that I feel like we're at a little bit of a loss now, even though I, I see kind of the youth using technology in like other really cool ways. But it's like you said, coming back to that idea of balance, right? And infusing balance into all the things that we're doing. And um, for me, if I don't get connected to nature, then my even my creative work, anything that I'm working on is at a deficit. Mm, yeah. Yeah, because that's where I channel, you know? Completely. Yeah. And that's really empty. Yeah. I really think that's where we get a chance to, like, forest bathing is a thing. Like, we go through the matrix and we get all these, like, conditions and programs and downloads. And, you know, how do we know what our truth is if we're bombarded with so much media? Yeah. When we go out to nature, it's like going back to the womb. It's like completely emptying and letting ourselves know truth. And then we can create. So that makes so much sense. Yeah, I love that. So through that whole experience of growing up in that way, what kind of brought you to the present day of what you're offering? Maybe did you start as the the yoga teacher Reiki master? Is that kind of like the beginnings of it all? Exactly. Yeah. So um, my mom, growing up, she would go to a yoga retreat all the time. Oh, wow. (laughs) Now and again, of course. Um, But I remember memories of her going on a little trip and then be like, well, where'd you go? And um, she would go to this yoga retreat in the Bahamas called the Shivananda. And then she took me and my sister. And it was this beautiful um, spiritual retreat on an island. And I was like, whoa, like something feels so magical, like so, so true to my heart. And, you know, coming from a family who, like on my mom's side, really connected to nature. Um, so naturally, I think bringing a lot of that, like, just like earthy um, spirit in my life. Like, I think that kind of brought through her desire to keep going to nature, keep going to spirit, and mm-hmm. and trickled down to my sister and I, like, becoming more connected to yoga and connected to all these things that we found mm-hmm. in our own way, like in our own connection. Um, yeah. So I, I was like, I want to learn how to be a yoga teacher. 
and mom's like, go to the Shivananda. Like they have great trainings. And yeah. um, before that though, I was already training for, for Reiki. So it was like, I somehow found um, a conscious event and I went and then someone was doing Reiki and I was like, whoa, like this is something I feel like I need to do. And I was like, I think mm-hmm. I was 19 at the time. And, wow. Um, yeah. And I was <laughs> really crazy. Um, life like I think I was like years later I went through a breakup and that kind of led me to like whoa time to like really date my spirit like time to go in and learn about these mysterious things I've always been curious about and like really go there so with the yoga training and the reiki kind of just kept going deeper and deeper and deeper like the babushka dolls where it's like you like open them up and there's another doll like still in that like desire to like keep learning about how to get more intimate with soul wow i love how you just called it date my spirit yeah i have never heard it like that before and that's so (laughs) i have either (laughs) that makes me think of like even wanting to cultivate like a romantic relationship and it's like date your spirit first that's what it feels like you know and that's a big piece of where my work is now is it's all about the self-intimacy and yeah um that self-commitment piece that is so important to reach our relationships with that sovereignty in ourselves whether it be our work or like romantic like knowing that that connection to source to our truth is so important coming first Amazing. Did you have um, maybe like a moment of either like a spiritual awakening or like a very concrete memory of when that homecoming first came to you and then saying, okay, I want to offer this to other people? Yeah. Yeah. I I honestly think it was um, just like different events in my life kind of like trying to lead me there, but it was more Mm. like, oh, you know, like I'd rather be in a relationship I'd rather like be really busy (laughs) like all these things that were um almost like a way of avoiding a deep truth and I often say to my clients and like in my life like I feel like I was like summoned by my womb to like go into this deep feminine work and it is not for um I almost was like the the light of heart sometimes (laughs) like it's sometimes like that like I wasn't always ready for it like I didn't have um yeah I just like it wasn't the right time and so Mm. I really feel like especially the pandemic brought me even deeper Mm -hmm. right to this deep um self-intimacy and remembrance and still balancing my life but prioritizing this deep commitment to myself and um, even before this, I was doing work with women in that, in that way. Mm-hmm. But now like, everyone's looking for ways to become more intimate with themselves, I think. Yeah, that's so true. I can completely relate in terms of in the pandemic, it really like highlighted the wounds within me that I thought maybe I've worked through. And it was just like this moment of being still in a really you know, tangible way and recognizing that there's some more to sift through and going back to that 
yeah, dating your own spirit and getting really, really like attuned to yourself, essentially. And getting excited about it. Like one thing yeah. that I feel is so important, like, because I can feel so like, um, almost like we can feel, we can be victimized by our, by our, our wounds coming up, by our inner mm. child stuff, like the world. And I really like to try and flip it like honoring both, but trying to remember, like, how can we get so excited about this relationship? Like, how can we go to like every nook and cranny in ourselves and like really shine love and yeah, like curiosity, like the same way if we met someone or like, you know, we're talking now, how can we want to like peel and learn and um, get to know ourselves in that way? Yeah, because there is this sacredness as well, even in those other things that we may perceive as the negative or the, you know, the wounds or the um, the pains. It's like there's something that we can find within that and we can also find excitement and um, just a, a sense of curiosity as a way to like really excavate the, the things that we're trying to get to to ourselves. So I would love to hear um, kind of the process that you would take women um, or just any person um, through a sacred homecoming. Yeah. For themselves. Um, So of course it's so personalized, like depending on. Right. Right. Like where they're at, um, what, what's being called for. We really, we really sit with that and, you know, we do a consult call and figure out where they're at, what their clear desire is. You know, we really work with, um, as women, like speaking our clear desire, like what do you mm. want from life? How can I serve, you know, like what, what do you want from me? <laughs> yeah. Like really deep, um, clear desire where we can work with that and, and build a program that feels true. So I work with a lot of um, like ritual. So I take um, cross cultural rites of passage. Um, I'm very multiracial myself. So it's mm-hmm. like I love to learn about my culture and learn about um, like different rites of passage and share that with women. So feeling into, you know, where her moon cycle is at and what can we do mm-hmm. to honor that and, um, in the realm of Tantra and temple arts, like ways that we can honor our sacred sexuality in like a very kind of slow, sensuous way. Because I feel like a big part of the women that are drawn to work with me are wanting to heal that, wanting to, mm-hmm. or more so like remember, like I kind of let go of the word heal, like yeah. it comes to a remembrance of what is true. Um, remembering that we're whole, we're not broken, we don't have to heal broken pieces. We have to remember, oh yeah, that's who I am. Um, that's real. So yeah, like in the in the realm of temple arts, like working with um, Mary Magdalene is a connection I have. It's yes. using um, a lot of these practices that she would use in the Isis temples, but with ourselves. So tantric breath work ways to reach alchemy through our emotions um bringing through a safe space for women to go there and for me to hold that space and 
yeah, it's just like, you can probably already feel it. like it's just like a really cosmic, um, yeah. like, like can go so many different directions, but that is a big theme is women really desiring um, the feminine mysteries, like something that feels so like innate, but almost like it's so um, in such a blind spot that we can't even feel it until, you know, I read a book on a session and it's like, goosebumps and someone's like yeah been here before like tell me that again like what who is that like what was she doing who is this goddess like and um yeah I feel like that's a really big theme is bringing women through this like sacred initiation process that Mm. not even my own it's just like what I know to be true in my life and what many many women before us have also followed through like a pilgrimage of our soul and our and um you know life as ecstasy again and all the ways that it'll take to get there like deep emotion and heartache and bringing a safe space for that all to be seen not just like let's live orgasmic woo like yeah five top ways to have an work like it's not that's not my desire (laughs) yeah that's so beautiful it feels like you're holding space for each person to go through their own ritual like their own kind of like journey of a beautiful sacred ritual within like all these other rituals that you do throughout the practice and that's so amazing especially like to be there as that guide and to really kind of help them honor all the moments and the and the things that go through and happen and i also love that you talked about mary magdalene because i feel like there's a lot of like discussions coming up about her and the you know a different tale of her story and all these like really beautiful emergence of this new energy from her and it's so funny because mary magdalene is my confirmation name because wow It was funny because when I was, you know, I grew up in a Croatian Catholic church and we had to, you know, confirmation and uh, I chose Mary Magdalene of like, which is, everyone was like, really? And I'm like, yep. (laughs) Yeah, I have a Catholic, um, well, semi-Catholic background as well. Like not, not so much, but more so like to a Catholic high school. Family wasn't that Catholic, but was kind of in that energy sort of yeah and yeah like learning about the womb mysteries and mary magdalene and all these things it truly is like when you said her story i kind of like put the words together right like like her story as like a history of the side of it um so like the in a biblical sense like what was happening like what is what is the true um story of the, the feminine rising mm-hmm. and um and Mary Magdalene manuscript the book that I'm reading that I would suggest so many people to read it's beautiful mm-hmm. uh, book it talks on how she was truly helping Jesus or Yusha build his Ka body um to leave the path of light in in the underworld to to reach heaven yeah um and so much more but i think it's such a big important piece as we you know reconfigure this this present life of patriarchy and yeah um, you know man 
driven world is like how can we remember how sacred and powerful the feminine is and the role that the feminine plays mm -hmm. and played in all of life <laughs> yeah yeah that's so true and i love that there are new discussions happening about that and this goes into this idea of uh the divine feminine and and really this kind of um true emergence of it happening on the planet and we talk about polarity because for so long this patriarchal system was really the dominant factor and um in so many ways that really contributed to so much destruction on our planet mm. and now it's like our mother earth is like really wanting to infuse the divine feminine in a larger scale. And I would love to hear your thoughts on the divine feminine and how yeah. you see it showing up and how we can maybe connect to it more. Um, yeah. Yeah. I really got like full body rushes when you said that, like it truly is. Um, it feels like we're going through this like baptism of the divine feminine, even men, like we're yeah. all. <laughs> yeah. So back and forth ching, ching, ching. yeah um, oh i have so much to say on this like where do i start i f okay I'll, I'll speak in what i'm seeing in my own life and when i first mm -hmm. kind of claimed this um field of divine feminine um in my in my own life i first saw it as this thing where we get to be um you know like free fairy kind of like soft feminine like just like remembering like that mm -hmm. that beauty the beauty <laughs> the libra <laughs> like yeah the libra everything is just like oh beautiful and you know that is the aspect of the divine feminine and i also feel like we need to honor both like the both the dark and the light and how both are so pure and so whole and the wild unruly like hag feminine is the divine feminine um and that part plays such a big role in claiming our divine feminine that all pieces are pure whether it be like the craziest darkest like wildest aspect of the feminine like that is craving the knowing of purity mm -hmm. and um i think there are so many women it's beautiful like coming out and wanting to do the divine feminine work and be coaches and all these things and and we need it right um but i think we also have to be so careful to not um disown the parts of our feminine that really need space to be seen and mm. um to to go there in that in that deep um underworld of of emotion and depth and that is beauty and that is erotic and i feel like having those two pieces together right now in the world as we go through these deep initiations you know mm -hmm. um, are so important and bringing it kind of back to the softness and the intentionality that the world is craving um truly is you know the language of the divine feminine and i think a lot of the masculine is I'm hoping and I am seeing um, is wanting to rise in that more too, like really looking at the ways they've hurt and the ways they didn't understand um, the feminine. And I think what the world is craving is more empowered women 
and um, you know, men with with a softness, like a softened heart, mm-hmm. to receive these women, like a like a balance in the polarity of women knowing their clear desire, women having a deep understanding of their power and how to hold it, mm-hmm. how to hold it in a way that it's not penetrative, that it's not dominant. Um, like so, we're all living in in this beautiful synergy, and um, because there's the, the end of the feminine where when it's not in balance, it can be very intense and it can be very masculine um, and both play such a purpose. Like we carry both polarity in itself, right? Masculine and feminine, we all carry. Um, whether, you know, any gender that we, we go by and all in between. Um, so yeah, it feels like the divine feminine rising is this multifaceted, um, yeah, like baptism on our earth. Yeah. So important. And so important. Yeah, it's, I, it's really so amazing to witness right now. And I'm just like, it really I is. Have high hopes it's going to just like keep going and, and yeah. keep finding that balance. I love how you spoke about it also in this kind of the wildness aspect of the divine feminine, because I think for so long that side was feared you know, and tried to be pushed down because it's such a powerful place. It's for, it's where true transformation, I think back on, I mean, I have Eastern European uh, roots and heritage. And I think back on all the like uh, witches from that, like, you know, centuries ago and how they were silenced and murdered and all of these things because of that power and that beauty to transform um, and also bring the planet to more of a unity really and that's the that patriarchy coming in and and not wanting that and wanting to have that control but there's this beauty in the wildness of it you know yeah Yeah, totally and and like accepting that and not being afraid of like sometimes you know thinking like, oh, I'm too emotional or, oh, I'm too, you know what I mean? Like really honoring all sides of ourselves because we're such multifaceted humans. And for so long, it was like, we weren't allowed to be too emotional. We weren't allowed to be too powerful. We weren't allowed to, you know, and it's like really reclaiming all of those ideas and creating this new um, idea of what feminine even means and just like accepting it and honoring it and blaming is like the main thing that comes up for me totally yeah amazing um so let's talk about the tantra and temple arts that um you kind of dove into where did you first kind of hear about these practices was there any like rituals or a place that you went that you really like it ignited that for you because this is something that I'm just learning about now um so I'd love to hear more about that yeah well I, I saw your excitement I'm like whoa yeah. I yeah. I'm like I want to know because I don't know much <laughs> about it yeah um yeah my Jupiter and Sagittarius brings me through lots of travels and is a big part of my life and um I think it's almost been three years now. I was in, oh no, maybe two years. I was in Europe. I was going, I went for a retreat I was working at and then traveled through Spain and France and ended up in Portugal. 
was doing a work away on a tantra community and um this this was a really big piece like i was already reading books about tantra and going to some workshops in toronto before so yeah it didn't like it wasn't that i wasn't that immersed yet and so i landed in this community where everybody was really walking the path of you know sacred love and um and also free love and and all in between like it was a very mm. it's a very big um discovery zone <laughs> when i got there yeah and um i went to a festival a tantra festival and through this experience i was just like oh my god like i i feel born again like i feel mm. like i've never really understood um you know, real deep intimacy and sexuality and um, claiming my desire and my fears, my boundaries in such a way until that weekend or that week. And um, yeah, it was, it was from there, I was like, whoa, like this is my purpose. Like in whatever personalized way it's meant to come through whenever that time is like, I need to keep going into this world and keep meeting this, this alchemy within myself that feels so right. And, um, I feel really passionate to, to bring, um, more traditional tantra. Like I want to learn about the depth of, you know, the ancient, like 400 year old, um, in like Hindu tantra, um, into the now, into the present, Mm -hmm. because there's so much, um, so much neo tantra going on. And it's beautiful too, but there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot I think missing from the sacredness of the tantric path that in India it's, it's um, yeah, there's just more ritual and what they call puja and all these ways to connect to, um, you know, the, the very broad, world of tantra white tantra red tantra pink tantra like there's so many ways that i feel called to dive into and especially as a woman of color it feels so important for me to bring these teachings and these this world forward um for other women of color to feel safe to to go there to heal and or remember to have the space to expand and mm. and open to um, the beauty and the deliciousness that tantra can bring our lives. And I think when it's a mainly white dominant space, it's harder mm. for um, and not even think like I know in my experience, um, it is so much more opening and expansive when there's people who look like me teaching me and, and mm. holding the space for me and. Um, yeah, it's just not very apparent. And that's why I know that my dharma in this work is like, it cannot be, like I cannot not look at it. Like, it's like, whoa, yeah. gotta really be here. Gotta really step up and keep learning. And, um, and that also leads me to, um, uh, I almost want to call it a training, but it was more like an immersion I did mm. last winter in Costa Rica. And both these places are so important to me. Costa Rica. Yeah. Has my heart. Oh, amazing. I just yeah. learned last year I have a great, great grandmother who's Costa Rican. And I was like, whoa, that makes so much sense. Like the uh, way I feel in my wow. blood. And yeah, I did this um, retreat 
kind of initiation for a week called spiritual shamanic sex and it was it was powerful as it sounds and it just blew me away into like the pieces that so many of us don't know about ourselves about our depth about our potential and that's why um you know tantra and sacred sexuality just feels so important for the world um to really remember the sacredness of sexual energy and sexual power aka mm-hmm. creative power and um life force and um that goes hand in hand with living life as ritual and life as as something sacred and um something like sexuality that has you know been so taboo and been mm-hmm. so exploited it's like to yeah. bring that that knowing of the innocence and the power that it truly is back to our you know world feels like something that I definitely signed up for <laughs> before I came <laughs> yeah you definitely did I love that oh my gosh there's so many things um <laughs> yeah Costa Rica I've been there I went I was in Nosara um which was my favorite place I kind of traveled throughout and there's this really beautiful energy there that it's so hard to describe. It just, and the people, oh my gosh, like the most incredible people that I've met. And the way that we traveled is we, you know, we drove through most of the country and, you know, there was no way to like know where you're going. It's just like asking people, trying to, you know, communicate and just so much (laughs) kindness and so much love and so much sacredness and reverence for the land. And, for each other and for helping each other. And I love that that was where you experienced this initiation, as you say. And yeah, there is so much power and there's so much creativity. I think of creativity when I think of that, um, that sacredness of the ritual of Tantra, like it really, that's your creative source. It's like, you know, it's where we create life and all of these amazing things. And to have that relationship, um, especially when you talk about, you know, sacred union and, you know, um, just opening yourself up in that way, I really believe it like brings about, I don't want to use the word manifestation, but I'm going to use the word manifestation of alignment, you know, whether it be with a divine partner um, and maybe that's something that you work with, with your clients. I'm not sure, but you know, it kind of brings about uh, these beautiful gifts when you start to connect to that, or at least that's my imagination of, of kind of where it's going. (laughs) That's the truth. I feel it. (laughs) It's my interpretation. I love that. Um, do you work in your work? Do you do work on like, uh, you know, uh, aligning with divine partnership, things like that? Um, I think it naturally comes. It's not a yeah. um, because the focus really does feel like bringing the gaze back inwards for women. Mm, yeah. Um, a lot of women that work with me, um, you know, are working through patterns of like self-sacrificing in the past or like, Mm. um, you know, validation. Um, Just, I think things that a lot of us go through as women. And I feel like 
it is a big piece like sacred partnerships beautiful and um you know to share that with someone is so special so potent yeah to align with our clear desires is even more important because when we start working on this powerful energy and start awakening our wounds and going into this like deep immersion with ourselves like it really reminds us the importance of keeping our space clear and keeping um, the power met by other people who are really harnessing that power and yeah. going into that world as well. And um, yeah, it's just like a really, a really important part. I feel like you said manifesting. Um, and also, you know, I, I feel like the word could be aligning. Like when we are living aligned, you know, it only makes sense that like attracts like, and yeah. that could also be like manifesting, right? Um, I think they kind of go together. Um, yeah, so like when we're living aligned, we're attracting like vibration, and mm-hmm. um, and that feels like the key component is how can we live so aligned? And with that, like the feminine receives, she magnetizes everything into her field. Yeah, yeah. And that's what the yin is. It's like bringing it all, you know, our way, and um, to be in that sacred knowing of who we are and what we want and what our clear desire is mm-hmm. that way. <laughs> Naturally, <Yeah>. <laughs> it feels like such an empowered state to be. It's like, I always think of it as like, when I truly know myself and know my desires, um, then it's like, I'll, you know, I won't, I don't want to use the word settling, but I won't settle for things that aren't in my alignment, you know, I'll have that power, that choice, you know, I can really stand grounded and, and I think it's just a loving of yourself. It's really that homecoming, as you say, is just truly loving yourself in, in all of the ways and all the pieces. It's so beautiful. So I would love to talk about some of the rituals that you do because I, I mean, like you, I love ritual. I do so much. I do my own moon ritual ceremonies um so i would love to hear some of like the beautiful rituals that you do on maybe on a daily basis or some that you do connected to the moon what are they nice wow oh my goodness yeah mm. I feel like <laughs> so much <laughs> i feel like anyone who comes over they're like whoa your room is like a temple <laughs> like yeah um yeah i feel like that is a really innate way to live and Mm-hmm. it changes like it really it really changes like I do travel quite a bit um so you know if I'm living close to the land like close to the ocean you know it may look like waking up in the morning and like going for an intentional swim and making that a way to like clear my aura or like send my offerings to the ocean my, my prayers my what I what I'm desiring um and it could also look like, you know, during a pandemic, <laughs> very different. And yeah. I, I really love, um, like everything I, 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 not everything, you know, very human, but like in my past, <laughs> like, you know, it's all ritual. Even when I'm crying hard or like feeling like crap, like there's a ritual component to letting ourselves go there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a shamanic experience going deep into our sadness and, um, but in a more practical sense, 
I would love to share some really key things that I do for myself. So I love to collect flowers when I go on walks. Mm -hmm. Something I really cherish, putting fresh flowers on my altar and making, um, like having a bowl of water, a bowl of fresh water and adding rose water and orange blossom water into flower Mm -hmm. petals um, to cleanse my crystals in the full moon. That's something I do every full moon. Um, And it kind of, you know, as I pick the crystals I want to put in the bowl, you know, if it's like lapis lazuli, like connecting to my queen energy or like mm. rose quartz, like I'm putting it in as I'm thinking like, you know, clearing my heart, like feeling my heart open um, and kind of making it like this intentional space to, to go there. Um, I do yoni steaming. I don't know if you've heard, I've of, heard it. of it. I have not tried but I need to. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. so I make, um, either make it or buy it, but um, different herbs that you put in a bowl with warm water and you Mm -hmm. sit on it and it clears your yoni and it brings, um, you know, it softens the tissues. It brings this feeling of releasing stagnant energy and Mm -hmm. helps menstruation cramps and pelvic inflammation. And it just really feels like this, like deep honoring of that mm. sacred space. Um, other rituals are, you know, waking up in the morning and not going on my phone feels like a ritual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like just yeah. being like, I'm going to wake up, read 10 pages of a book, you know, do a little bit of free writing, write about my dreams. Um, from there, like go cut some fruit and then I'll go on my phone. Like yeah, making it, um, making life more sacred. Um, what else? I love to do card readings. It's something I often do on my altar. I pull cards from all different kinds of decks and then I kind of group them together. Like if I pull certain cards that have a similar energy, I put them together and I pick a crystal and I put that crystal with the cards. And it's just like, I think really, it really is intention. Like I could just pull a card, but like, oh, cool. Yeah. Um, whatever we're giving your energy to, it's really creating its own magnetic field, right? So yeah. anything can be ritual. Yeah. It's so true. I always get questions of like, how do I do a moon ritual or all these things? And really like you, like you're saying is creating life as ritual. So it could be the simplest things, but it's our intentionality, you know, taking some time to really like even my coffee is like a ritual. You know, I like sit and do meditation with my coffee and it's just really being like, okay, let's like, you know, get grounded and and really think and think about everything I'm grateful for. It's just like creating every moment. And I love ritual so much and I love incorporating it into my life as well because I think it makes life so much sweeter. Like it makes life feel um, like this sacred dance that you're always doing and that you're always a part of and you feel really connected to this cosmic realm because, you know, in our physical reality, it can feel a little, you know, wild sometimes, but to bring in that intentionality every single day, just it connects you to spirit, makes you feel like more filled up, you know, with that sacred energy. So I love that. Yeah, totally. There's so many things. Okay. So what are some places you said you love traveling? So what are some of the places that you are always feeling called to or that have ignited something 
I know we talked about Costa Rica, but like maybe another place that has really ignited your soul. Oh my gosh. Um, Cause I love travel too. <laughs> and it feels like we both love California. So <laughs> yeah, California is definitely a place. Um, yeah. Hmm. I really, I think the most recent kind of like imprint I had, oh gosh, I was in, I was in Mexico in November. I went for a Tantra festival I was working at and yeah, just anywhere with deep jungle, mm. like deep jungle, deep, deep wilderness, deep, uh, just like the way that the thickness of the jungle feels, you know, like in my soul and it just it just opens me like it just it just opens my heart it opens my being you know the deep jungle of costa rica um, guatemala i've been to mexico jamaica like all of these places that have really left such an imprint by just like flashes of like whoa i remember that like mm-hmm. waterfall <laughs> yeah like, you like you know like the birds chirping the like morpho butterflies like those are the places that come through in my meditations a lot. And I like yeah. where I've just seen nothing else but like green, like emerald green everywhere. Like, and um, like just a deep bath into the thickness of, of the mother. That's so good. I love that. I know when you travel to places like that, it's like, I can't even fathom how, you know, as our culture could have even wanted to destroy certain places for our, our own, you know, capitalism once again. It just feels yeah. it just feels crazy to me because of all the beauty. Like I've been to Jamaica as well. It's so beautiful there. Um, I really want to go to Guatemala. Um, there's so many places that are really calling to, to me. And I think of also places as like energy grids. Do you ever like connect them? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's some like special places. I was in Hawaii. That's like a really uh, strong energy grid. Yeah. <laughs> that's a whole that. other story. Some wild stuff happened to me there. But oh, God, I want to hear that one day. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Some love lost. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but all part of this like, you know, journey that we're on. And in, in some ways it feels like, certain places we're called to that are really meant to be and meant to take us on and meant to wake us up and meant to like ignite something and the energies um, really play a part in that. I did this whole road trip through the American Southwest and there was like such specific places. And sometimes I wonder if it, do you think it's just specific to the human, like the person or kind of universal energy that people are feeling in certain places? Definitely both. Both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. A little bit of past life, a little bit of like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be like where your social, like your twin flame might live. You want like. Right. You like died in a past life. Like who knows? Like there's so many. They're true. <laughs> yeah. I'm so connected to uh, New Mexico. That's one place that. I just keep on wanting to go back to. All my script writing has been based off of it. Um, there's, and I, when I was driving through it, I was like, there's just something here. And I don't, it's hard to even understand, but it's just a knowing. It's just yeah. like a true knowing. Yeah. I would love to go there. Oh yeah. It's so good. Uh, um, 
now I'm just like lost in thought. Of, <laughs> like, I know. Like, I of, like places. <laughs> like having all these visuals of like <laughs> yes. travel. I love it. Um, how, what is your connection to the cosmos? Do you feel like you're connected to a star system? Anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. Cosmos. Um, completely. I feel like with, with the, with womb work, with, yeah. um, you know, going into our universe within ourselves, it's like, it's a cosmology. It's like this mm-hmm. deep, um, it's the ever expanding, undying place of no thing within our womb. And it's like this, it's like the waters. It's like the same way the moon pulls the waters of our body. Like we are born into our wombs in a, a womb space, right? And um, I just see so many connections when I read about the womb to our place on earth as humans in this, in this big, you know, like orb of life with stars and planets influencing us the same way when we're in the womb of waters. Um, you know, this like kind of unconscious um, dream state that we're in. And yeah, as I dive deeper into um, the womb mysteries, I really see that there is no difference from, um, it's almost like hard to put into words. It's just this like, um, it's almost like a psychedelic experience when we, when we go to that, that remembrance. Um, So I feel like that is a big piece of learning about the universe, the yoniverse, like the ways that, um, and yoni is a word, a Sanskrit word that translates to sacred space, um, which is the word for vagina or like opening. I love that. Um, But yeah, there's like the cosmos within our body, within our heart, you know, like within um, the ways that our magnetic frequency sends to another heart and, how it really is undying, how like love is unconditional, love is um, cosmic, it's a cosmic phenomenon. And um, I feel like we carry this cosmic energy within ourselves, within our wounds, our hearts, our souls. And, um, and then in the realm of like star system, um, you know, I do connect to the star of Venus. So that's like a really big, you know, I have like a Venus tattoo here and the Libra energy. Yeah, exactly. And Vedic astrology, my chart is again, Venus dominant. So it's like Western and Eastern. And I really see it in my life. Like I really see the way that, um, you know, the yin, feminine, love, beauty, like these things really play a really big importance in my life. And, um, I think just Venus in itself, um, yeah, it's a really important, it's an important role in, in the ways that we can approach life. Mm-hmm. Just in yeah. relation, love and balance and you know, like all of it. So Venus, I really connect to, and I think there's just like so much there that I can dive into. Yeah, do you do rituals with Venus? Um, I definitely gaze her a lot. When, when it's the new moon, like I'm like up in the country, like I, and I've definitely met other women who are like, whoa, like you're from Venus. And I'm like, uh, I don't know what that means yet. But <laughs> you are too. Yeah. I, 
I really want to learn so much more about, about the sky and the stars and the expansiveness that is there. Yeah, it's a deep fascination for me and kind of like is intertwined into you know, all the work that I do, whether it be my script writing or podcasting, it's like this, um, I'm just have this curious nature embedded in me just by virtue of who I am. And just looking up at the stars, at the moon, when it's full or any of the phases, it just is always brings me into awe. You know, it always makes me feel like, wow, we're connected to such a expansive, place and we're on this planet that is so beautiful like we were we came down to this planet that is so incredibly beautiful yeah and I just want to like shout that to the rooftops to be like we should protect this (laughs) totally oh my gosh Yeah. yeah and on that note talking about protecting our planet and our plants I know that you do sacred rituals with some plants and I know that you honor them so much. So I'd love to, and I recently heard, heard, I didn't hear, I read a post that you did about the cedar bundles. bundles. I don't know what I'm saying, but you know what I mean? I would love to hear about um, how you use that. Yeah. Yeah. You can just read my mind now. You know what I'm asking. (laughs) When I made the cedar, it's a hard one to say. What's that? So bad. <laughs> to say, say it five times fast. Cedar bundles. Cedar, cedar bundles. Oh my god. Yeah, it was. It was beautiful. It was on my at my friend's place, and we were going on a walk. And every flower we picked, we left tobacco. And um, you know, as we wrapped them, we like put our prayers into them, and it's just almost like with anything, it's like, whoa, like when you actually get to experience how beautiful it is to like honor the earth, like you don't want to do it any other way. No. It's like when you stop buying like fast fashion, <laughs> like yeah, that polyester like really messes with hormones. And it's like, why would I ever want to go back that way when I can like, yeah. you know, like go thrifting or like support friends who make yeah. clothes. And it's like, yeah. it's just this new culture. And, um, I think it really is, it's just so important. I think that learning about the sacredness of our land is so important. And, you know, I didn't speak on this before, but before all that, I was teaching preschool and I was teaching children yoga and meditation. And that's amazing. Yeah, it was a big part of my life. And I would bring my like handmade drum and, you know, I'd bring plants and like sage and talk about it and it just felt like you know the kids know that they're like be really careful like you know like don't don't break it like what does this mean where is it from is it from your mom like where did she get it like just the inquiry that we naturally have until we are like brought into this world where we just don't care we're just like oh this is cheap I'm gonna buy it like Mm -hmm. or um yeah like I think that that importance is like like we we need to reclaim that importance and we need to honor the land in which it's derived from like being on indigenous land like if we're Mm -hmm. going to go and buy like sage from like sephora like it's 
like what <laughs> like mm-hmm. and no it's like first nations people like this is this is their medicine and yeah. um you know to like honor the medicine the mm-hmm. land that we're on and when we do anything like really acknowledging like this is the land that we're on and this is um like if we're traveling and going to like you know getting cacao from guatemala and like bringing it to toronto like how are we really connecting to you know what sourced it and who sourced it the labor that went into it um and i think living in that way like i really do believe that the way we live one way we live always so if we're like living in that way where we're not honoring um our medicines our our life our own practices like are we really going to honor relationships it's like our family our clients you know people at the at baristas like yeah how we, um yeah like it just it just all goes hand in hand it, it can't be yeah it can't be different and also having compassion through it like sometimes we just don't know and i think that's a big piece too is just being like okay well like, i never knew that and i'm so sorry that i didn't and now i'm learning and it goes yeah. in so many different directions in the world right now clearly yeah so true i mean you couldn't have said any of that more beautifully or perfect. So thank you. That's I'm like, I don't even know where to go from that. Um, I do love to do this thing called cosmic pings and it's kind of like my little quick questions and it's just whatever calls to you in that moment, whatever you're feeling with the questions that I ask, you can just let me know. Um, but before we go into that, is there anything else you wanted to speak on i feel like we covered so many beautiful topics today and i just want to make sure that you have you have more of the floor to share anything that's calling to you in your heart right now oh awesome yeah i feel like we did cover so much like whoa yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm excited for people to dive in um yeah i feel like to to tie it all together like the theme of what I want to share with the world is like to really go back into the intentionality of life and um, to not be afraid of our dharma, our purpose, our service. Um, you know, it's really not a time anymore where we can hide from what brings our soul, you know, like like drive and and desire and truth. And I feel like all the templates of shaming ourselves and hiding ourselves and lying to ourselves like in any area are so expired and so done and you know the earth is calling for it our brothers and sisters and everyone in between, like we're, we're everyone's calling for it and yeah. um we need to really like reconfigure in like the most gentle way to make sure that the way that we're living is really um, bringing, you know, the highest good of all. And um, I think that's it. I think it's just like really, really living with intention. Mm-hmm. And that's as simple as it needs to be, like living with intention and trusting that whatever is meant to be ours is ours, like not yeah. forcing so much and not, you know, like falling so deep into the cycles of ego, just like really letting ourselves um, check in and operate from a place of um, 
intention and purpose and our hearts. Like we kind of started the conversation on like living from our heart and seeing the ways that we can keep doing um, our best and, and better. And the better piece really is just our truth. Mm. Oh, so good. I love that you also hold space for people to go on that journey. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I am still doing that. I have, um, you know, applications open for anybody who feels ready to go into that deep journey. And I am working, um, with, with feminine identified, female identified, um, folk and and women. And, Mm -hmm. um, for now, at least I haven't really opened the field to, um, men. But yeah, it feels like I feel so committed to helping, not even helping, just like giving what I've learned and guiding and reminding really other people that they can live a life that feels so true and so balanced and so intentional and so sacred and and like ecstatic, (laughs) like pleasurable, all of it. So life can be good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and and the bad can be not even the bad, but like the parts yeah. that we realize bad. Yeah, okay, like it's part of this like beautiful, deep, erotic journey that we're on as humans. It's so multifaceted. Oh, amazing. All right, so cosmic pings. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the first sign. Okay, so any signs or symbols that you see out in nature that remind you that you're on your path? triangle <laughs> like That's looking at it in the clouds or like sticks kind of crossing yeah i'm here to rise <laughs> amazing a place you would love to visit mm, mount shasta california mount shasta mm. yeah <laughs> yep portal um a scent that you cherish lavender Mm, that's a great one. So soothing. The daily ritual that you can't live without. Oh, burning cedar or sage or something that smells beautiful and clears the energy in the space. Mm, beautiful. A book that recently inspired you. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> a single book? Okay. Or several. <laughs> Okay, Womb Awakening, yes. The Sophia Code, the Mary Magdalene Manuscript, mm. and Sex for One. Oh, amazing. The universe is? Undying love. So good. <laughs> cry, cry. <laughs> and finally, love is? The universe. <laughs> so good all love is all love is love is our truth love is our truth yeah our love um this has been amazing i just loved this whole conversation and getting to know you and just having this beautiful space to connect and talk i would love for you to share where people can find you if they want to work with you or if they want to see more about what you're doing totally yeah so you can find me on instagram that's where i I hang out mainly Facebook a bit, but Instagram, my handle is 
B-R-I-T-T, Brit, Guimont, G-U-I-M-O-N-D. And I also have a photography page, um, and that's Woman with a Y with Heart. So both of those. um, I know, we didn't even get into your photography. But it's, you know, it's actually funny. Like, I, I haven't been in that world as much. It is a big part of my life but it's kind of more of like an asset to what I do. So yeah, it's, um, it's a creative outlet that kind of meshes with the feminine embodiment work that I do. Mm-hmm. That next call, mm-hmm. <laughs> next chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> next podcast episode, cause you're coming yeah, back. Yeah, totally, I'm all day. I'm so down. <laughs> so good, ah, oh, thank you so much. This has been so beautiful. Yeah, it feels like it. I just yeah. feel awakened by yeah. your comments. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Oh, so good.